You are listening to a Victory Alabang podcast. To prepare for a new year properly, we need to look back on the year that has passed with a heart of gratitude. Listen to this year-end message by Pastor Edre Kanda. We're going to be having our series break today. This is the last service for the year. We're ending tw- uh, 2014 already. Grabe, no? We survived the whole year. It's such an awesome year. Sino sa inyo, this was an exciting year for you? Yun, woo! If not, okay lang, okay? Hindi namin kayo, hindi naman, it, 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 your reasons are valid. Um, in fact, this preaching might be for you as well. Um, if this was a year na medyo, you know, Pastor Edre, this was such a year na medyo, you know, I had to go through so many things, financial, business-wise, whatever. Um, you know, but, I, you know, I believe 2015 will be much more awesomer, if there's such a word. <laughs> All right, um, so we're excited for next year. So, before we continue with our preaching, um, I want you guys to answer this for me. Grab a partner. Katabi nyo na lang. Ayan. And please uh, answer this. What are you thankful for this 2014? Ayan. Grab a partner. Tell your partner your answer. I am thankful for promotion. Ayan. Or I'm thankful for my family. Sinagot na niya ako. Yan, mga ganyan. No? I'm thankful that I am no longer single. Yung ano? I'm thankful. <laughs> I'm thankful for uh, the business that God has provided for, the blessings that I've received. Yeah. What are you thankful for this 2014? Sana naman kahit isa, di ba? Meron naman at least, at least one. Okay, at least one. Don't worry, I won't be asking for volunteers. I want you guys to just verbalize it. Okay, learn to uh, say the things that we're thankful for. Alright. Okay, ako naman. Uh, the things that I'm thankful for this 2014, um, just a couple of uh, weeks ago, uh, days ago, um, I had my very first year, first year wedding anniversary. So, naka-survive ako ng one year. We're, 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 we're just starting. We're barely starting. Um, so, it, it, it's exciting. We went through a lot this year. Um, so many things ha- had happened. And ang masaya doon, you know, with the things that we have to go through, it's better if we do it with someone. Diba yung feeling na, you know, I'm going through something, but it's better if I do it with someone. So, I'm, that's what I'm thankful for this year. I had someone, okay. And my wife is uh, listening somewhere. <laughs> um, I'm also thankful for, uh, well, my parents are here. My mom, pala. Hi, mom. Ayan. Okay. And my wife's there, right? Right next to her. Also, very thankful for my most favorite team in the world. Ayan. My, uh, these are our campus missionaries. Um, if you don't know them, there some of them are here. Please stand up. Ma-recognize naman kayo. Ayan, okay. Pakilagpakan naman po natin. These are guys who are going to the campuses, uh, preaching the gospel. Um, they left their corporate jobs just to be here and do this uh, f- for full time. Alright, and also I'm thankful for the ministry that has happened. In fact, just a couple of weeks ago, we had our uh, last joint youth service. This was a joint youth service for the South Metro Hub. Alabang, Muntinlupa, Santa Rosa. And before, Alabang, Muntinlupa, and Santa Rosa only had one youth service consisting of 100, about 120 people. 
Last uh, three, four weeks ago, we ended with about 1,060 students um, together in one youth service. So come on, let's give God all the praise that we can uh, give. Now, it's all because of the faithfulness of our Lord in our ministry and to be used um, by God for that, really seeing students worshiping God. It's a passion for me. That's why this is my job. And also, uh, I think two more is uh, the two trips that I I've been to this year. I was because of the opportunities that God has opened up. Uh, I was able to minister to our churches in every nation Hong Kong and every nation Singapore, and it's it, it's a privilege. It's both humbling and overwhelming at the same time, and uh, you know such an awesome experience. And so I'm thankful for God to God for that. So. Basically, the reason why I asked that, the reason why we're talking about that is uh, every time we talk about things that we're thankful for, they are usually good things, right? Tama naman. And, and this is an attitude that we want to have. We want to be, be able to have that attitude of being able to see things to be thankful for. And there are so many things that we, are, we should be thankful for. But at the same time, the reason why I want to talk about this today is because saying thank you actually is not really such an easy thing. There are other things in life, especially this year, na parang sometimes it's hard to say thank you to, to some of the things that happen that happens to us. And at the same time, saying thank you actually is not innate. This is not natural for us. It's not. No one here was born saying thank you. Diba yung pinanganak Thank you, mommy, for birthing me. <laughs> no one says that. In fact, we have to teach kids how to say thank you. You know, when you, if sino dito ninang kayo or you're a tita of someone young or tito again or ninong, um, it's, it's, all, it's fun to give gifts to kids, but sometimes when they get too excited with a toy or with whatever gift you have, when they get to enjoy, you'd hear the parents say, oh, what are you going to say? Eh? Papaulitin pa, thank you. Say thank you. We have to teach how to say thank you. It's not an innate thing. Why? Because of course, our human nature, um, it's, it's part of our sinful nature. And actually to say thank you is hard for a lot of people because to say thank you for some things, it's to admit that we are not as big as we think we are. In our head, diba, we have our own movie in our head. I'm the main character of my story. Ako yung biktima, ako yung umiiyak, or ako yung bida, ako yung makaahon dito. This is, I'm the main character of my own story. And sometimes there are things in life that wakes us up into reality and shows us that you are, we are not as big as we think we are. And we need help from time to time. We need other people as well. And to say thank you is to admit that. When we are corrected, when we are given help, when we say thank you, it's to admit that, you know, thank you for doing that. You don't have to do that, but I needed that, so I'm saying thank you because without your help, I wouldn't be able to do this or whatever. That's what we're going to be talking about as we, as we end this year and start this year. I think for me, one of the biggest things to, that I, that to, to, to realize in life and for us to really enjoy this life is to have a life of gratitude. So we're going to be looking at that. What does a life of gratitude look like? And what should we be uh, thankful for? But at the same time, we're going to be looking at a story of one person. Well, not one person. One out of ten. Th- these are ten people. But we're going to be focusing on one person. 
and what happened to him and how, what can we learn. And hopefully my prayer is that by understanding what's so important about this guy that we, will, we are able to really see life for what God purposed it to be. And um, my prayer is that after hearing today that we will have this attitude of saying thank you to so many things, especially to what God has done for us. So if you guys are ready, let's open up our Bibles to Luke 17, 11 to 19. So please join me as we all stand up. We're going to be reading this together. If you don't have your Bibles with you, um, you can look at the projector. We are reading from uh, the English Standard Version. And it says here, Luke 17, 11 to 19. Let's all read this together, okay? On the way to Jerusalem... He was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. As, and as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now, he was a Samaritan. This is verse 17, sorry. Then Jesus answered, Were not then cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And in verse 19, And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well, let's pray. God, we thank you for this evening. We thank you, God, for your word. I pray, God, that you open up our hearts. I pray, God, for your spirit to speak in us, to us, and through us, so that we will understand, God, your message and the very reason why we should be thankful for our lives. We thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, we can all go ahead and sit down. So little background, ito pong nangyari po dito, the Jesus with his uh, disciples, they've been going around towns doing ministry. They've been praying for the sick, they've been um, raising people from the dead. And for this particular village, bago po sila makapasok, they were greeted by 10 people with leprosy. Okay? So when we talk about leprosy, during their time, it encompasses so many different skin diseases. Now it's a specific sickness eh when we talk about leprosy. But during their time, it's so many different um, skin, disease, skin diseases. But basically, the common thing for this is that this is a sickness that is causing their body to rot as if they're dead. Eh, for some people, nawawalan sila ng braso. Or, uh, but but so they're, they're, they're decaying while they're living. They're like, Walking dead. They're literally dead. Their bodies are almost dead. Although they're living, they're breathing, they're eating. But, they're, but the way they, their skin is and their organs, they're, they're almost dead. And the worst thing about this sickness is that this is contagious. So that's why a lot of people with leprosy would be isolated. They would be positioned outside of the village with other people with the same sickness. So imagine now this group of people now came running to Jesus because they knew who Jesus was. And here's the thing. I was talking to someone earlier who was working in the medical field. He was, she was able to see someone with this sickness. 
And, the, and she's a Christian, a victory group leader, and she would admit, sabi niya, you know, God has given me compassion, but the very first time I saw someone with leprosy, I did not feel compassion at all. She felt fear and disgust. She wanted to run away. Of course, you know, God had to work in her, but even the doctors that she works for would say, it's hard to feel compassion when you saw what they're going through because they're just, they're, they're scary. Pakitingnan po yung katabi. Hindi, yan po ang taong walang leprosy, okay? Flawless, okay. And, so basically, just to feel pity towards them is already hard. Imagine this, it's hard to give if, there, if you see beggars outside and they will ask you for money, sometimes it takes a lot of, should I give money to this? Is this a syndicate? You know, should I help this person? And sometimes we would, but it's already hard. Now imagine just to feel compassion for these people is already hard. For, for people with leprosy, it's, not, it's rare for them to see a person who will have compassion towards them. So that's why the very first thing that they said, verse 13 Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Imagine that this is what they're asking. They did not ask to be healed initially. All they wanted was, have mercy on us. Kahit maawa ka lang sa amin, it's okay na yun, Lord. Because people would barely look at them and have compassion towards them. It's really hard to have this kind of sickness. And we cannot imagine how what this looks like. Not only are they separated from society, society has ignored them and is not looking at them because of their sickness, because it's contagious. No one would want to have leprosy, and these people have this. But this is what Jesus said. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. Now, here's the question. If you were Jesus, okay? Or, okay, if, I'm, if we're all Jesus, okay? And we saw 10 people who are sick with leprosy, and they're asking, have mercy on us. What is, what do, if we have the power of Jesus, the Son of God, what is the very first thing that we will do? Or we will say? Heal, be healed. To me, in my head, why would Jesus say, go and show yourselves to the priest? Instead of just saying, oh, you're healed right here. Jesus could have done that. And he probably, he really could have done that. But he was thinking in a different way because what he was doing is that he was asking them to do something. To turn their faith into action. In fact, I want to I wanna give this to you guys. There are some things that we're praying to God and we're asking God for answers. And we have certain answers in our head, right? Now, Lord, I'm asking for a financial breakthrough, but do it this way. I've had times like that. I would ask God for something, but I have my own way of having that solved. Lord, um, our, our relationship is not working. You know, I don't know what's happening. But Lord, please answer this at this time. Lord, three hours lang, huh? you have to answer this. Sometimes we're like that, eh? But Jesus is saying, that's not my way. He actually wanted them to show the action of the, 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 their faith. And faith without action, is, without action is dead. So he's saying, okay, go yourselves to the priest. 
show yourself to the priest. Kasi po nung time nila, it's only the priest who can really declare. And when a, de- a priest declare that you are healed, you can now go back to society. So that's why Jesus was saying that. So go to the priest. And the moment they did that, and as they went, they were cleansed. As they left, and on their way to the priest, they were cleansed. They were healed, in other words. Healing immediately came to the, not, to the ten people here. Now, I want you guys to imagine this with me, okay? I'm, I'm visually, I, I, I like to imagine stuff. Now, imagine we are the ten people with leprosy, okay? Just, just imagine lang. So, we were asking Jesus for mercy, and imagine the stigma and the fear that we have. Just imagine everyone rejecting us. Diba ngayon lang, when we make a status, tas wala nag-like, we feel rejected. Oh my gosh. Three people like my message and one of them is me. No, I don't want to live anymore. But these people are used to rejection. So let's imagine it with them. Okay? Let's pretend we're them. So we have leprosy. And all of a sudden, when Jesus said, oh, go, your, go show yourself to the priest, all of a sudden, you are healed immediately. All the rejection, all the pain, everything that, we, that we've been going through the past years, having leprosy, all of a sudden, it was gone. Imagine the kind of freedom these 10 people now received. Not only were they healed, they're now part of the society. They're now included with everyone else. They can now go to parties. They can now have fun with people. They can now uh, interact with their families. Imagine, what, imagine the kind of joy that they receive. In fact, if this happened today, like right now, and these people got healed and they all have smartphones, I'm pretty sure, ang unang-unang gagawin nito mga to, selfie. Post IG, hashtag baby skin ako, hashtag miracle. And they would have fun. They got so overwhelmed with this. All of them got healed. All 10 people. All of a sudden, their leprosy was gone. The curse of leprosy was gone. The rejection from people was gone. Everything that came with this sickness is now gone. Man, ang sarap ng pakiramdam nitong sampung tao na to, di ba? But here's the thing. In the next verse, then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, one of them turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. His reaction was the moment he knew he was healed, he realized, I have to go back to that person who healed me. And he ran, and he, sabi dito, praised God with a loud voice. Jesus, thank you! Probably this person would have matched someone who won probably $30 million. He, this person doesn't care. He just got healed from leprosy. He went, he met with Jesus. He was so pray, he was praising God and his face was on the ground. He's probably crying. He was probably kissing Jesus' feet and he was worshiping Jesus right at that moment. And of course he should do that, Tama? I mean, have you met people who are just not they're just not appreciative of things. Have you met people like that? 
you've done so much for them, you've helped them in their tough times, and not once did you hear the word thank you. That's just, that sucks. Pinautang mo. Umutang uli. Sige lang. After 10 years, you hear nothing. It sucks. But you see, this is the right attitude of a person who just experienced what he experienced. But here's the thing. Bakit siya lang? What was different with him and the other nine? Okay, fine. Okay, he's more appreciative or whatever. But maybe there's something more deeper than that. Maybe there's something bigger that this person is thanking Jesus for. And we're going to be looking at that. This is actually what we're, we're going to be talking about today. What's so different about this one person that he was the only one who came running to Jesus with a loud voice, with his face on the ground, worshiping Jesus. What was different? He received the same, he had the same condition. He received, this, he received the same healing, but he's the only one who reacted this way. So we're going to be looking at that today. So if we continue, I do believe as we were talking about leprosy, he knew his affliction. But all of them knew their affliction. All of them knew their condition. They all know they have leprosy. They all know that they're suffering from this disease. They all know that they're rejected by society. They all know that they're the least of the least. They all know that they have nothing for them. They all know that they, have, they, they don't owe anything. They all know this. But here's the thing. When, we, when a person is suffering from leprosy, one of their beliefs during, this, during that time is that it was God who rejected you. So every time they would see someone with leprosy, they would automa- the, the people during their time would automatically say, the reason why you have that sickness it's because God have rejected you. So people are not just going away from them for physical reasons. They don't want to be associated with people who are rejected by God. And this guy knew this. So I'm thinking maybe, not only does he know he has a sickness, he understood one thing, how far he was from God, how far he has gone, how maybe he's thinking, oh, maybe I have this sickness because I did this. Maybe I have this sickness because of this. And God did not have to heal me because I thought he rejected me. And for all of us, a lot of people here, and I've experienced this as well, we've thought one way or another in our lives when things happen, we, we, we've thought that maybe God have rejected us. Maybe God have rejected me, Edry, because I did this and I did that. Edry, Pastor Edry, you don't know what my past is. You don't know the things that I, 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 I did. You don't know the people the people I have hurt. You don't know the lives that I have destroyed. Maybe God have rejected me and this person thought God had rejected him. So Jesus, being God, did not have to heal him. God did not owe him anything and yet he was healed. 
and yet he was healed. The other nine, maybe they didn't know that. Maybe they just thought they have a sickness. But this guy's experience was deeper. I was sick. I was far away. And God, I thought God covered his, his eyes or turned his back to me, but then he's now healing me. It's like for him, it's an invitation from God himself to say, I want you back. And this is my message for some of you. Maybe for the longest time you've been running away. Maybe from the, for the longest time you've been feeling, I've been, you know, I, I want to I go back, you know, but I've done things or life happens and all this. And you felt like, and you just attended today because you were forced to attend or maybe because, you know, so maybe this is for you. Because God was saying to this man, I want you back. He's saying the same thing to you right now. I want you back. Because this guy knew his affliction. Not only does he know his affliction, he knew his position. When we talk about position, this is what it means. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. A Samaritan. Okay, not only does he have leprosy, he was a Samaritan. Now, what does that mean? A Samaritan are people living in Samaria. And Samaria is a special place where they would put people there who have no pure blood. Meaning, if that person is half Jewish and half this. Because in their culture during their time, it's somewhat a racist system during their time. If you are not included in the pure bloods, you cannot be with us. So they were isolated again in another place called Samaria. So everyone from Samaria called Samaritans are hated by the Jews, by people with the Hebrew lineage, by people from Judea. Jesus is from this nation. And all of a sudden, this guy knew that this Judean Jesus healed me. He knew that Judeans hated Samaritans. Samaritans, rather. He was a Samaritan. In other words, he knew his position means he has no entitlement. Maybe because for the Jews, they know oh, I'm, a Jew, I'm, I'm, I'm from Judea. I just have this sickness. Now this guy has double. He's, he, doesn't, he has leprosy and he's also Samaritan. So when we talk about entitlement, this could mean a, so, so many things. It could, this could mean one thing. that You know that feeling sometimes, and I, while I was preparing for this message, this is a lot towards me as well. That feeling of... God, I'm leading victory groups. I'm leading victory groups 10 times a day. Every Sunday, I worship lead in the morning. I usher ng service after. Tapos nagkuturo ako sa kids church pagkatapos noon. You know, I'm doing everything for God. I don't cheat with my wife. I don't do anything wrong. And why is this happening to me? 
Why am I going through this? I am doing all that, you know. God owes me. Maybe we're not saying that God owes us. I, I've never said that, but I, I sure do thought like that. God, I'm doing this for you. Maybe you should do something for me, man. That's an entitled spirit. I deserve to be treated right because of, and I'm not saying we, we don't fight for human rights. I am for human rights. We fight for what is right. We fight for our karapatan natin, and that is great. But when it comes to our relationship with God, God does not owe us anything. He just doesn't. Another kind of a entitled mind would be that mind of comparison. Oh man, I've done that a lot. Oh, that, that guy's a that guy's a better preacher, or that guy's ano eh, oh, he's richer than me, or that that guy's taller, or this person is more talented. But daman ganon God. But sila lamang, God. Why, why, why do I only have this, God? That's unfair. Entitled spirit. Another would be the, God, I went through so many things in life. I was a poor boy from a poor family. Galileo, Galileo. You owe me, God. You let me go through this. So after this, God, you need to be blessing me. I'm guilty of that. Entitled spirit. But this guy, not only was he, not, not only does he have leprosy, and he's from Samaria, so when he met Jesus, he cannot say, Oh, Jesus, I am from Judea. You need to heal me. He knew he had no right to come to Jesus and say, Jesus, have mercy, can you heal me? He knew he had no chance. He knew this Jesus that people are talking about had no obligation to heal him. Jesus had no obligation. God has no obligation towards us. Let me tell you that. And yes, you are in church. That's actually a very encouraging thing. We're going to be going through that later. That God doesn't owe us anything. Jesus did not owe this man anything. And this man knew that. And yet he received healing. Jesus, you didn't have to, but you did. Why? Because of that, when he understood his affliction and he understood his position, that is the time he received the ultimate solution. The ultimate solution is not his healing. Let me tell you that. The goal, for a lot of people, the goal is, okay, I just need my prayers answered and I'm good. I'm suffering in this sickness, so if I get healed, then I'm good. Or maybe if I go through this situation I'm going through right now, then I'm good. Or maybe if I have a financial breakthrough, oh, okay, I'm good now, God. Okay now, okay now, okay now. But who among you would agree? When we face issues in life, when we face struggles, when we face sickness and problems and whatever, there's this feeling it's as if it never stops. You're, you're, you're trying to process something, okay? You're, you're going through something now. Maybe 
at home, maybe yung may kailangan kayong bayaran, hindi nyo mabayaran, or may nagkautang, and you're, you're trying to really think, you're asking God, God, I need help in this area, and this, and God provided, and hindi pa tapos, another issue comes in, and this, yung, now your, your mind is divided into two issues, and you're trying to solve this, and hindi pa tapos ng isa, another one would come in, 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 like, God, I give up! That's the truth. Life's like that. And here's something encouraging for everyone. It's going to get worse. It really will. When we think about what life is, the issues that we're facing, it's probably, maybe it's not just, you know, for some people, okay lang, but it's, it, life in general, it's going to get worse. And it's not going to stop. It's really not going to stop. And I want us to understand that the issues, the struggles that we're facing in life is not going to stop. Welcome to church. I'm not here to preach about, you know, when you follow God, you're going to be rich. or When you follow God, you're going to be blessed. You are going to be blessed. In fact, if you're here and you're praying for healing, we want to pray with you. We want to stand with you for healing. If you're praying for financial breakthrough, we want to stand with you for financial breakthroughs. If you're praying for promotion, we want to stand with you for promotion. If you're praying for this issue or this struggle or this problem to be over, we want to stand and celebrate with you while you're going through that. But the thing is, and for this guy, yes, he was asking for healing, but maybe the healing is not the point. If we think about it, because if I'm just asking for my issues to be over, for, for, for example, this particular struggle, this particular problem that I'm going through now, if my only answer to that, if my only relief to that is to see it over, then I'm going to be disappointed because it's not going to be over. Maybe this issue will be over, but another one will come in, another one will come in, another one will come in. Maybe so overcoming the issue or the struggle is not the answer. It's not the point. The reason why Jesus would allow us to go through so many things in life, and this is why I'm telling you this is an encouragement. If we understand it, it's not going to stop. Because the point is, the reason why Jesus, in His loving kindness, in His love for us, would allow us to go through these issues one after another, is not necessarily to see the end of it, We will see the end of it, I promise you, but that's not the point. Because the point is, like for this man, the reason why he had leprosy and the reason why he was Samaritan, so that he will come to a point where he will understand, the only person I need is Jesus. And this issue that I'm going through now, the reason why I'm going through this is that, the reason why you're going through that is just Jesus is telling you, you need to know me more. And I want to introduce myself to you more. And the only way you will know me more is if you will go through this. Because if you don't go through these things, like the other nine, oh, I'm healed already. Why would I come back there? Oh, we're good already. We're just going to celebrate. We're going to have fun. Here's the thing. They'd received healing. Fine. But they lost the ultimate thing that this guy found. Everyone else who got healing, all of their prayers got answered, but they were all nothing. Only this guy had it. Only this guy understood one thing. This is why Jesus said, and he said to him, rise and go your way. 
for your faith has made you well. In the message version, it says there, and he said to him, get up on your way. Your faith has healed and saved you. So when we talk about the reason why we go through these things is for us to know Christ. Imagine if this person did not have leprosy and he, he, not only does he have leprosy and he was a Samaritan, he would never come to a point where he will finally meet the maker of the universe, the lover of his soul, the person who will pay for his sins, the person who would clean him, the person who would love him unconditionally. He would have never met Jesus Christ. And if we are not going through these things, maybe the story will be different. But the reason why you're going through such things is because Jesus is telling you, I love you so much that I want you to meet me. And this is the only way for you, for now. So if we have that kind of mindset, This is, I was talking about such an amazing year this year. This is probably one of the whew, kind of year for me. It's awesome because of this reason, but it's such a, man, Lord, when will this end? But then because of that, Lord, as a pastor, and dami ko pa palang hindi alam tungkol sa'yo. As a pastor, Jesus, in the, I haven't really fully understood your love for me. But I had to go through that. You have to go through that. Because what this guy received and the other nine did not is that they were just only asking for a gift of healing. They received the gift, but they failed to see the giver of the gift. Because the giver of the gift, I mean, if you look at that, far surpasses all kinds of gifts we can ever receive. Far surpasses all the answers to our issues we can ever have. And if we have that mindset, imagine this, when you start living your 2015, from a year of, Lord, no, 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 God, I'm so tired. To, Lord, I'm going through something right now and I don't know how to handle this, God, but Lord, thank you. Because, because of this, God, I am getting stronger. I am, I'm just getting more excited. Why are you preparing me for? Or maybe when we're going through financial difficulties or maybe, you know, Lord, bakit laging kulang? Lord, maybe, uh, thank you, God, because you're teaching me that you are my only provider, that only through you can I really survive, that only through your wealth can I really see my family going through this. Then maybe if you are going through a relationship issue now, maybe with your parents or someone that you're trying to fill yourself with or this guy or this girl now, the only way I can be happy is if we're together and then the relationship doesn't seem to work, then say thanks because that is a way for you to say, Lord, thank you because you are proving to me that you are the only person who can fill me. You are the only person who can love me unconditionally. Maybe you're, the things that you're going through now, maybe you're, you have this issue in your family that you've been praying for, this healing that you've been praying for and it's not yet happening and we're going to be praying for that healing. But maybe, imagine, in the midst of that sickness, you wake up and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you because I will find healing in you, that you have healed my most deepest affliction, which is sin. 
And even if this kills me, Lord, thank you. Because I have eternal life in you. If death could not defeat you, that means death cannot defeat me. So that means, Lord, thank you that I can live this life without fear, even with all these things that are happening. Because the truth is, this guy understood that the affliction that he has, it not, it's not just physical. It's the affliction that we all have. It's the condition. It's the sickness that we all have. And it's our sinful nature. And it's in our sinful nature that we see these issues happening in our lives. But this Jesus came to provide the answer. And that answer was made on the cross when he died and bled and gave his life for us, conquering death when he rose up again after three days. And because of that, eternal life started happening for us. Imagine at 2015 years, the music team comes up. Lord, I may not have much now, but I know in you, Jesus, I have everything. Because he gave me the gift, Romans 6.23, the ultimate gift that this person received for the wages of sin the sickness of sin that we have is killing us like leprosy. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. This guy understood. He may not deserve his healing. We don't deserve anything, actually. We really don't. God did not owe us God did not have to die, but He did so that He can give His life for us, so that He can give us our everything. That is my reason for gratitude. That is the only reason we should have for gratitude. We hope you were inspired by that message. On behalf of Victory Alabang, we wish you a happy and blessed New Year. Thank you and stay connected.